Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to On the Brightline podcast, tales from recovering food addicts from the perspective of a physician, a therapist, and an off-the-wall storyteller. We are not affiliated or endorsed by Brightline Eating, and all content presented in this podcast represents our personal opinions and does not represent medical, nutritional, or psychological professional advice. Hello, and welcome to On the Bright Line podcast. Uh, today's uh, topic is going to be about non-scale victories. This is actually someone recommended this. Um, someone from my mm-hmm. Instagram account said, hey, you guys should talk about non-scale victories. So here we go. We're going to talk about it. We're actually going to do the, I don't know, we could say the top 10. They're not ranked, but these are 10 uh, non-scale victories that we came up with that we thought mm-hmm. would be interesting to talk about um, how they've affected us and um, how we feel about them. So uh, the number one that I put down, and it is probably definitely my number one, the rest of these aren't necessarily ranked, but is lab values, because oh. that is, um, I guess we should talk about non-scale victories before we get into this too, mm-hmm. is like, what does that mean? What does non-scale victories mean? Because that might not be a um, mm-hmm. concept that most people um, yeah, so know about. With most diets, right, the goal is to get to a certain weight. And so the victory is, I want to weigh this much weight. The number on the scale. The number on the scale. I think because BLE really is a program that is not a diet that really just works to get you to a healthy body. Mm -hmm. Um, I really think more about the non-scale victories, meaning it's not just about the weight. It's about the other things in my life that are better Mm -hmm. because of this program. So it's the things that aren't about seeing a number on a scale. Right. So the number one thing that I put down was lab values. So I think that that, um, you know, for clinical health benefits of lowering your weight and, um, eating this kind of diet for me has been completely reversing type two diabetes, reversing hyperlipidemia, hyper trig, I can't say the word. Triglyceridemia. Sure. Sure. That one. Um, and uh, hypertension and hypertension Re- mm-hmm. and to- totally, um, yeah. Re- releasing hypertension. How do you say that? Reversing hypertension? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so interestingly enough, when the last discussion I had with my doctor, um, I don't know if I haven't told you this yet, that when we talked, when we can, when I came off, I've completely come off of, um, which is another one, another one we'll talk about, um, coming off medication. But, uh, when I, when we took me off the metformin for, uh, my diabetes she's like, we can't remove the diagnosis of diabetes from your chart. So I'm like, that's, I mean, and you know, like I think at one point in my life I might've had some feelings about that and I'm like, Mm. but now I'm just kind of like, it doesn't matter because it doesn't affect me anymore. Mm. You know, like I just don't, if that's what's in my chart, that's what's in my chart that I have controlled diabetes now, I guess, Mm -hmm. but diet control, diet control, diabetes, whatever the Mm -hmm. case might be. But, um, that that will never be removed, but that I don't really care because my A1C is normal and that's all I care mm-hmm. about. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know any other things you want to discuss when it comes to lab values. And Well, I think in addition to lab values, blood pressure numbers, like other parameters of right. your health. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, we can just touch on the fact that not only is diabetes and elevated blood sugar, um, very bad for your organs in the long term. The longer your organs are saturated in, the, in that sugar, um, the more damage they sustain that can become permanent. Mm-hmm. Um, blood pressure, elevated blood pressure also puts a strain on your heart, on your organs, particularly your kidneys. It can mm-hmm. cause um, 
permanent kidney damage and you know eventually kidney failure and leave people on dialysis. And the combination of diabetes and high blood pressure causes heart attacks, strokes, again, renal mm -hmm. failure, kidney failure. So when you're taking um, those numbers and, and, and making them normal, you are completely removing the risk of that organ damage, which is amazing because the pharmaceutical industry um, makes billions of dollars mm -hmm. a year selling us drugs to counteract the effect of filling our bodies with poison, yep. right. which is just so screwed up. Um, and and I, have, I have long held and long coached patients that if they cut their carbs, and I didn't really understand about bright line eating and addiction, but I did know that when I have my patients cut their carbs out of their diet, even if they didn't lose all the weight they wanted to lose, I saw this immediate reversal right. of the blood sugar and the blood mm -hmm. pressure values where I was able to very rapidly take them off medication. And it's kind of shocking and really awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. So let's, I mean, let's just get into it. We'll just go down the line. The next one is getting off, you know, getting off of medications. And so, yeah. you know, personally being, having been on, you know, a medication for diabetes, a medication for cholesterol and a medication for, um, blood pressure, blood pressure. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And now completely being off of those, like done over, like I'm on zero zip zilch nada when it comes to prescription medication. Uh, I think that, and that's, I mean, a year, like one year into this program. And it was, it was quicker than that. We know, I mean, I've, and we've talked about mm -hmm. this on the podcast that I was able to come off medication as quickly as like three months after I started and how quickly, mm -hmm. and granted I am, you know, I'm probably maybe skew a little on the younger side of the, you know, of people in BLE, but that my body was able to reverse those, those effects so quickly just by taking out flour and sugar. Yeah. So, um, Anything else you want to say about, I mean, you, you just said, it. I mean, you were just talking about yeah. the industry, mm -hmm. the, the industry of like, yeah, I just think, Oh, what is the pharmaceutical? What would the pharmaceutical industry think of everybody got on bright line eating? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would just like, it would just, because we have, we have enculturated, we have normalized in our culture that everybody's on prescriptions. I mean, yeah. everybody's yep. grandma yep. has a fistful of pills they take every day. And how gross is that? I mean, I hate taking pills. And I just, the fact that we've just normalized mm -hmm. and, you know, we, we say in medicine, like if somebody's on more than two medications, like the chance of them having a medication interaction an adverse drug reaction from those medications mm -hmm. interacting is like 25%. Once right. you're on more than three, mm -hmm. it's like 50%. And by the time you're on like four or five medications, there's almost a hundred percent chance that one of your medications is causing an adverse effect because you're on one of the other medications. Right. right. And yet we all live on these medications. Right. Or know? just like living with side effects of medications. Cause I yeah. will say that personally, like I lived with the side effect of metformin for Nausea. the entire, yeah. well, not that end, the and, other and, end, right. other tummy, <laughs> other tummy problems, um, yeah. but GI problems and, and, and convinced myself that it was normal yeah. and just the way I was going to live yep. because I was a type two diabetic wow, yeah. and mm -hmm. not having that problem at all anymore. Awesome. Um, mm -hmm. and really honestly, you know, once I came off flour and sugar, that problem, you know, went away, but it, I think it was in direct correlation to being on the metformin yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. So, but that was just like, yep, this is what it is. It is what it is, yeah. you mm -hmm. know? Because I had to keep my blood sugar under control. So I think that you're right that the pharmaceutical companies um, don't necessarily want people to be any healthier than no. they are currently because sure. that means that they're... But I also think it's, you know, we've talked about this in a previous episode, that the food industry also yeah. um, is is the problem too. Um, I'll, just, but, I'll just eat poison and I'll take poison and Right. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. But I mean, again, like I just, you know, I, I feel like I'm a walking clinical trial for this is that it's just, you know, it, you can 
reverse. Not, not you can, and I'm not saying everybody's going to be able to get yeah, off every some medication. People, I always say there are some thin yeah. people who just have crummy genes, and, mm-hmm. and just because you need to be on medication, I will say this does not mean you're doing something wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. Some people, and I mean, same thing with blood pressure. Some people just inherit yep. a bizarrely right. high blood pressure, right. and eating healthy will make will help it be better controlled. Being on this plan will help it be better yeah. controlled. But some people need to be on medication and they should be. So and it's mm-hmm. also not a failing. Right. If you're following this program and you're doing great on it, but you still need medication, it's okay. Right. But most people are able to reduce or stop medication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, so genetics obviously play a yeah. huge role in it. But mine were, I think my my issues were directly related to my obesity. So mm-hmm. uh, the next thing that we um, want to talk about is improved body pain, which I know that Bonnie has a lot to say about this. Sorry, yeah. Robin, we're not trying to leave you out of the conversation, but, um, Bonnie has a lot to say about yeah, this. So I definitely, I'm in my fifties and I, I was just hitting a point where every morning when I'd step out of bed, my feet would hurt a little bit mm-hmm. and my knees would hurt a little bit. And you know, I mean, I mean, again, culturally that seems normal. It's like, Oh, I guess I'm just hitting that age. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was still pretty active. I was yeah. exercising and you know, pretty active, but yet still had that pain. And I was like, this is just, I guess this is what my mom talked about. Mm-hmm. Or this is what my grandma talked about. And within a few weeks of cutting all the sugar and flour out of my diet, like all that pain went away. Not to say that I'm an orthopedically normal person. Cause I'm not, <laughs> I still have issues. Wait, 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 what does that mean? <laughs> I still have issues uh, in my body related to in- prior injuries, right. yeah. but literally just the pain. I just would just have pain in my joints with just getting up in the morning. That has completely gone away. Right. And that's been a wonderful non-scale victory. And it's really funny. I want to say this. I don't remember what it was. It was probably like a year ago. I remember Bonnie, <laughs> Bonnie asking Robin, is it normal to have your knees like knocked together? Like when you lay on your side, do you remember that? Oh yeah. Cause Robin's thin. And I did notice that it was a, I wouldn't say it's, it's a non-scale negative. Maybe. Well, but I'm just, yeah, that, uh, yeah. Like when I sleep on my side, like the bones of my knees now touch and it's like, she's lost so much like, fat what? off her knees. I, I lost all the padding. So yeah, I know. I just thought that was really, that goes along with getting cold more easily. It does. Yes. Oh yeah. That's so, another kind some of, of that fat yes. was doing something good. Yeah. But, I, I often say now I'm like, yeah, I've lost all my natural insulation. <laughs> that I used to have. So, uh, yeah, but I think, I think I also can talk to the body pain, just not having the aches and pains of carrying around, um, over a hundred pounds of excess weight. Um, I think that's a big, I think that's a big thing, but I do also believe that, um, I think I was chronically inflamed. I mean, and I think yes. that that's, yeah. I think that I that's think sugar and flour cause tissue inflammation. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think I that think it's pretty clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That chronic inflammation just caused aches and pains. It's literally knees. like taking poison every day. Yeah. yeah. And so, you delicious, know, delicious, delicious mm-hmm. poison. I notice now, like when I hike and stuff, I'm, I, I don't get as sore. Um, I, you know, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago I hiked with an 18 and a 19 year old and I was number one, able to keep up. I was very proud of myself, Ooh. but, um, I remember the day after expecting to like, not be able to get out, of, like mm-hmm. literally not be able to get out of bed. I'm like, I'm going to be so sore. We had like a, you know, 1800 foot elevation gain or no, mm-hmm. it was over 2000. It was ridiculous. Wow. Whatever we did, it was a lot, you know, seven miles, da, 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 all these things. And it, and I, I was like, I'm appropriately sore, yeah. mm-hmm. but not so sore. I can't move. Not incapacitated. And it was, yeah. I, I mean, I was like, this is a miracle. Like yeah. I honestly felt like this is a miracle. Like, and mm-hmm. I cannot attribute it to anything other than, cause it's, I hadn't been, I've not been doing mega workouts. I actually hadn't hiked in a couple weeks. Um, prior to that, I was worried that I wasn't gonna be able to keep up, but, mm-hmm. um, all that to say, like I was not in pain afterwards. So, That's awesome. um, yeah. 
So I think we'll skip. Um, we're kind of moving around this list, but um, it's okay. So uh, I have no idea what number we're on. If anybody's keeping track, just let me know. But right. um, uh, the physical pursuits is one that we had talked about was a huge non-scale oh, victory. Yeah. Think, being able to do things that you couldn't, you, you didn't think you could do before or that you wanted to do and never tried or whatever the case might be. So um, I think for myself, obviously, I've as everyone knows, cause I talk about it at nauseum is that I do a lot of hiking. And I think, you know, that story I was just telling about being able to hike with my niece and her friend who are 18 and 19. I want to point that out that they were less than half my age. Mm-hmm. Um, I was mm-hmm. able to keep up with them and, uh, able to, you know, come down off that mountain and not feel like I was going to die. It was pretty, um, amazing. And I think that looking back over the last year in this journey, uh, I, I just, I couldn't have done the things. I wouldn't have had the confidence to do the things mm. physically that I'm doing now. And just for fear of hurting yourself, hurting myself or right. the other thing is like the fear of like having to be drugged down off a mountain and being mm. 300 pounds. No, I'm yeah. not even yeah, kidding. Yeah, yeah. And thinking like that poor park ranger that might have to help me, like, how are they going to, you know, like those, right. are, I mean, yeah. silly, you know, it sounds silly, but it's not, I mean, those are the kinds of thoughts when yeah. you're, you know, mm-hmm. when you're very obese and you're overweight, like you think about like, oh my gosh, if I fall down, like, is someone going to be able to help me back up? Because mm-hmm. I can't, you know, I'm worried that I'm so big that somebody won't be able to help me get back up. So I had set a, like a, a little mini reward for myself when I hit a certain weight that I would, um, I would go get on a horse because I had done that Mm -hmm. when I was younger and definitely felt like at the weight I was at when I started BLE that I, you know, wouldn't be fair to the horse and wouldn't be comfortable (laughs) for myself or safe for myself. Like I didn't, I wouldn't Mm -hmm. have felt balanced, like balanced enough to do that. And so that is something that I did. It was pretty neat. I mean, I felt good about it and I felt like Mm -hmm. my body wasn't in the way and I was able to enjoy that experience because I didn't have the weight there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another one we have down is improved sleep. Yeah. Did your sleep improve? My sleep definitely improved. <laughs> um, I, I would wake up twice a night. Um, I think just cause I wasn't sleeping, I would go to the bathroom, but I don't think it was mm-hmm. necessarily needing to go mm-hmm. to the bathroom, but yeah, just like more waking up, not as restful sleep. And again, being uncomfortable, being in pain, kind of having joint pains and body pain. Yeah. yeah. Have you, I know Robin yeah. isn't on bright line per se, like weighing and measuring her food because mm-hmm. she is not a food addict on the, not high on the susceptibility scale, but I know you've cut out sugar and flour. Yeah. Have you noticed some of these things just since reducing that? Into, oh yeah. 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 Definitely improved sleep. Definitely. Um, a change in my inflammation. I have always struggled with inflammation. Mm. Um, and so for me, when I stick to the bright lines, then that inflammation goes down. Yeah. And when yeah. I don't, I have a problem. Mm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And it's interesting because I think it's one of those one-to-one correlations. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I've not had flour and sugar since I started, so mm-hmm. I can't even tell you like what that would look or feel like if mm-hmm. I did it. Um, but that I have a healthy fear around that yeah. and that I'm like, I'm not going to do it because I'm scared of what I'm yeah. going to feel mm-hmm. like. And I think the inflammation would probably return pretty yep. readily. Yeah. Um, another thing, um, and this wasn't on our list and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it an aside right now, mm-hmm. but this is really, I think Robin, you probably have a lot to say about this or think about is mm-hmm. that I was on a call the other day and, um, these women were talking about improvement in mental health mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. quickly a woman who was suffering from severe depression, um, mm-hmm. She said 14 days of being sugar-free. Wow. She saw marked improvement in her mental health. And that, I just, yeah. I, you know, I don't, 
Is there is there clinical information about that? That would or? be really interesting. Yeah. We'll have to check that out. Yeah. Like it certainly doesn't surprise me. And I guess Bonnie, if you're thinking about inflammation, there's inflammation everywhere, including in your nervous system. And right. I mean, I think it's kind of multifactorial, right? Like if inflammation is causing pain and mm-hmm. and and sleep um, interruption chronically being in pain and being fatigued just from a very simple perspective, just feeling physically feeling better helps Mm -hmm. you feel mentally better. Right. Mm -hmm. Also, I think being lost in addiction again, we've talked before about like it, it, it causes shame and guilt and sadness. Right. And you know, um, yeah. And so like, yeah, I I definitely have, I I repeatedly heard people talk about mental clarity, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. separate from mood specifically, Mm -hmm. but just mental clarity. So yeah, Yeah. that makes a lot of sense to me. I I don't know what the science is on that, but it would be very Mm -hmm. interesting. I think it's multifactorial. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was really interesting. Uh, so I don't, I don't know if you have ever experienced this before, because even at your highest weight, you probably fit just fine in airplane seats. Um, I got the belt on, but I filled the seat. Okay. And so mm-hmm. I definitely, and I've traveled a lot lately mm-hmm. and, in, and, and it, and it is still, it is amazing how much extra strap I have. Yeah. Um, but also like that I, 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 you know, I used to feel like just stuck up against other passengers yeah. and now I'm like, I have all of this personal space, like in between my body and the edge of the seat yeah. that I didn't used to have. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for being someone that was over 300 pounds previously, I would definitely um, need a seatbelt extender, mm-hmm. um, which You know, I had a lot of body confidence. So for me, I would just ask for it and I didn't, Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I, I, maybe there, there probably was some shame around it, but I get for people like it's an embarrassment. And I know Mm -hmm. even I, I do actually follow this account, um, on social media that is talks about, um, travel, it's called traveling while plus size, but, Mm -hmm. and it talks about like strategies for people, like, especially like on airlines, like Southwest Mm -hmm. and like requesting an extra seat and that sort of thing. And, you know, it's one of those things that when you're overweight and obese, you have to think about like when you're Mm -hmm. traveling Mm -hmm. though, all these thoughts have to go through your mind about, can I, will I fit in the seat? Um, who's going to be sitting next to me? Is it going to be somebody who's large as well? Mm -hmm. Like how uncomfortable is that going to be? So I think for me, I remember Chicago, when I went to Chicago last year, it was the first trip where I did not need a seatbelt extender. And I was, I, I fit into the, fit into the seatbelt was still, you know, I was still a little snug. I mean, I don't remember exactly what my weight was at the time, but I was definitely um, larger than I am now. Mm -hmm. I just got back from a trip. I'm like, the amount of seatbelt I have is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And I sat in the middle seat on a multiple flights and it didn't bother me at all. And I've never oh, been, I've wow. always been like, I need that. I need the aisle or the window so I can lean. Right. Or, I always need or it. I don't have to cr- <clears throat> climb over people when I go to the bathroom. Right. Well, I mean, I don't feel like I still don't want to climb. I'm still like, Hey, could you move so I right. can get out? Yeah. But I'm just, but to me, it's more about like, I always felt like I needed to lean. So people had space against like, so they mm. weren't pressed up against my yeah. body and having no trepidation at this point at all to sit in a middle seat and just be like, I can fit in a middle seat and there's still room mm-hmm. on either side of me mm-hmm. and it's not a problem is, I mean, it's just such a non-scale victory and it's, it makes, it makes traveling so much nicer. I yeah. mean, so much nicer to not have to worry about that. And something I did, we didn't write down that I was actually thinking from this trip that I just took is I was able to fit more clothes in my suitcase because my clothes are smaller. Oh, <laughs> I, love that. I was like, you know, like I was like, I, I was, I put all the clothes out and I was like, are these going to fit? Like, I mean, I'm mm-hmm. like, I, ha- I was gone for 10 days. So I was like, are all these going to fit into my suitcase? And is it going to be overweight? And, right. and then I get them in there and I'm like, I still have room to spare. I'm like, I just, there's just oh, that wow. much less 
fabric yeah. in my clothing wow. now. Wow. So that was a huge, that. I, that was a non-scale victory. Right. I completely forgot about when we were making um, this list. Yeah. So uh, another fun one to talk about is shopping. So being able, being someone mm-hmm. who's been plus size for the majority of my life, being able to walk into any store and buy things is very fun. Also being able to have um, hand-me-down clothing from my mother who has never been plus size is very fun. Right. My mom brought me a pair of jeans that no longer fit her because they're too big and now mm-hmm. they fit me, which mm-hmm. is a brand new experience for I me. I had jeans I could have given you, but they're all short people jeans. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. While you have lost jeans. weight, you are still tall. I'm still tall. Right. My legs, my legs are still very long. So, which my mom has the same problem as I do. So we can, we can wear the same clothes. Um, cause we are built the same way, but, uh, yeah, I mean, and yeah, we've passed a shirt. Now we've passed a t-shirt between the three of us, which yeah. is hilarious. It landed on me. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's a big, that's a big thing. Not having to, um, worry about if they're going to have my size, like talking about like t-shirts, like thinking about going to an event or like even at work, um, like, Oh shoot. Like they have, there's a work branded t-shirt that I need for this Mm -hmm. event. Are they going to have a size that fits me? Like I remember those thoughts going through my head multiple times before. And now it's like, I don't have to think about that, you know? Yeah. And you were naming your rings. Oh yeah. My rings too. My rings are falling off my fingers for sure. My wedding rings and stuff. Um, which is a good and a bad problem to have, obviously, because my wedding rings are very meaningful. Like my mm-hmm. husband and I have, you know, we've mm-hmm. got matching rings and um, we've had the discussion about what we're going to do. And he has an idea of what he wants and I have an idea of what I want. And they are not the same thing. <laughs> so the question is, is do we just go our own ways at this point or do we, right. or do, is there some kind of compromise we come right. to? Because he also needs new rings because his ring is also yeah. falling off. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, it's a. It's they a, do make little uh, things you can put in your rings that uh, yeah. take up a little space so that they can fit a little longer. They but, do, mm-hmm. but but I, I, uh, they're not comfortable. It's not a long term solution yeah, no, either. Not, so, yeah. uh, something I think that Robin, you can definitely chime in on since mm-hmm. uh, this has been a Bonnie Megan conversation so far um, is self esteem and improved self esteem. Oh yeah. From that's. I mean, it's, I think that's a huge non scale victory. Well, you just a, just a little while ago, you came out of the bathroom and you said, I don't even recognize myself in the mirror sometimes. Nope. And I just, and I just love that. I look at pictures of myself and I can't believe that it's my body. Like my face has changed a lot too. I will say that my face has changed a lot too, but it's more my body that kind of is almost startling sometimes like how small Mm -hmm my current body is mm-hmm. for me. I mean, I'm wearing a size 12 jeans, so it's not like I'm right. not tiny by any stretch of the imagination at this point, who knows what's going to happen, but <laughs> right. But, and, and Bonnie and I, we were, t- you were naming kind of that, that view of self from, Oh, I can't do this. You know, losing weight is too hard. I'm someone who fails, right? I yeah. diet and I fail and I diet and I fail. And that view of yourself as being, I am someone that can do hard things, right? My, my, I have a, a friend that gave me a wonderful bracelet and on the inside of the bracelet, it says, beautiful girl, you can do hard things, mm. right? And I love that sentiment that, that BLE can help people connect with the fact that they are a beautiful human being that is capable of doing hard things. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that once you... Um, and I think this is in the BLE book, the original book, is that your sense of yourself is formed by watching yourself do things, mm-hmm. right? And so when oh, you watch yeah. yourself succeed at yeah. this, 
the story you tell yourself now is I'm a person that can do, that can Mm -hmm. do these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then talk about like how that translates into other parts of your life. Once you change your self, self image. Well, and self-confidence is also something we had on the Mm -hmm. list. So we'll just, Mm -hmm. we'll bleed these in together. So that, that view of yourself as someone that it, well, I could, I did that. I did that thing that I've never been able to do before. Right. I've, I've, I'm, starting to master my relationship with food. And I never thought I could do that. So what else can I do that I didn't think I could do? Mm. Let me, right, that that almost gives you the secure base to lean out a little bit from, right, to reach for the next thing, right? And I think that's a really beautiful, a beautiful piece, right? Like if somebody had said to me, Oh, you know, we're, we're going to be doing a podcast. I would have said, no, I don't think so. Right. (laughs) But that message that we all feel so strongly about this, um, and the support that we have from each other, right. Right. Has helped me feel safe to go. Okay. Robin and Bonnie have been drug, drug along kicking the screen. I'm just kidding. They haven't (laughs) actually, I think this was Bonnie's idea. If I have to hearken back to that. Oh, I think it was your, I think it was your idea. Oh no, they're lying. It wasn't my idea. (laughs) Anyway, uh, that's completely off topic, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. self-confidence is definitely another huge non-scale victory. I think Mm -hmm. that people, um, gain, I think that there's a huge stigma in our society mm-hmm. for people who live in larger bodies, um, what they can do, what they can't mm-hmm. do. Like I think, and I think that being able to move through the world in a body that people perceive as right sized or not large mm-hmm. or not overweight, mm-hmm. um, is helpful to just boost confidence in general. And, um, and I also think for me, like I think about in my work, like I feel, uh, I feel more comfortable and confident in work mm. because I've, I've battled the thing that was my biggest, hardest thing. Mm. Also, it puts it in perspective. Mm-hmm. Like I've always kind of had, you know, work is work and life is what was really important. I've yeah. always had that attitude, Yeah, but it's so much more. So it's like this, these trivial dramas at work are not nearly as challenging or difficult to handle as what I've already handled. And right. so I definitely have heard right. throughout the community, many, many people telling stories about things they've done in their professional life and their career with their passions Mm -hmm. that, that they just didn't really, even in the bodies they were in before they could have tackled, but they didn't think they didn't believe they could do it or they didn't even, Mm -hmm. um, weren't even considering trying something new, but because of the confidence that they've gained from succeeding at this, um, it changed their perspective. Perspective. Yeah, it's exactly. I was Mm going to say perspective. Cause I feel like I've had a shift in perspective for, for real. And like in, in that I was very motivated and confident in work, but that I think I have been able to, um, balance better since starting BLE because Mm -hmm. I have realized that there is a big world and life outside of, and, and that my, and that my full worth doesn't come from Mm. my success at work. You know what I mean? And so that, that, that's definitely been brought into perspective for me. Um, I've gained a self-confidence outside. I've always been pretty confident though, guys. So that's yeah. this, but I think one. some <laughs> of your confidence was an external show of confidence covering uh, up an internal insecurity. Fake it till you make mm-hmm. it. And I think mm-hmm. yeah. most of us have that. Yeah. Yes. And mm-hmm. so I think that's a thing is it becomes a true confidence because you now realize who you really are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I still have imposter syndrome all the time. Well, so. everybody, everybody does. does. Yes, 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 for sure. Uh, the last thing that we have on our top 10 list of non-scale victories is the feedback that we get from people who know us, don't know us, you know, all those things and how that, um, how that feels, you know, how that feels good most of the time for people to, um, give us feedback. 
So that that's a dopamine hit. Well, right? for sure. A little, little external locus of control. Yeah. yeah. And I think it can be mixed because some people who have had a history of maybe sexual abuse or trauma mm-hmm. of some sort, um, have used their weight, which is a result of their food addiction mm-hmm. yeah. as a shield mm-hmm. from right. unwanted, um, sexual interest from being seen or from being seen. Yeah. 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 Um, so it can be a double-edged sword. Sure. Um, and I, but I think, you know, having other people see you differently helps to validate the new self-image that you create for yourself. Right. And it is definitely mm-hmm. affirming right. um, for most people. Right. And I think, um, it's funny because I, I, I found, I, I found some people that did not notice at all, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And, um, or they didn't say anything or they didn't say anything. Sure. I yeah. think, you know, the people that have learned when they accidentally ask somebody when they're due and they're not, <laughs> right, right. they learn to just not comment on people's weight for right. a lot of different reasons. <laughs> um, but I've had people just say, wow, you look different or you look mm-hmm. great. And that, mm-hmm. that's a nice feeling. It's like, yeah. cause I do feel different. And again, not just because of my physical self, but because of my internal self. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I receive feedback all the time because I've lost a very significant yeah, amount of weight. Dramatic, yeah. And it's funny because I just spent a week with people that didn't know me before. And that was an mm. interesting difference in life, right? Because it's mm-hmm. like I sit around and think about BLE a lot, guys. I'm sorry. But, like, <laughs> it fills my brain because I think, you know, I kind of live and breathe it. And so being around people that didn't know me previously and didn't have any thought in their mind about the fact that I'd been doing this amazing thing for the last year or whatever. Um, I just, I could interact with them on a level that was blank almost, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I don't know how else to describe that. It was like, Oh, like we don't, I don't, we don't have any preconceived of anything of like who I used to be. And Mm -hmm. so funny is that some, one of them went and like scrolled through my Instagram account. And she was like, you've lost a lot of weight. And I was right. like, I have, right. you know, right. yeah. <laughs> but it was just funny because like these people didn't know me before. So they yeah. had no, they didn't you know. know that version. Yeah. Of, I've taken a business trip where I meet some colleagues that I've never met in person. And you do mm-hmm. have that little weird feeling like they're not seeing me different right now. This right. is just, they just think this is, and they're not, and, yeah. and I also don't have to sit here and feel like they're judging me for how I look. Right. Um, right. I can just enter the interaction just to have an interaction and right. I'm not thinking about my body and what they think about my body. And right. that's right. really cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and just so different than I've ever experienced mm-hmm. before, yeah. you know, cause I always felt like I had to show up in the way that I did and maybe with some false bravado as yeah. you pointed out because mm-hmm. I felt like you know I had to overcompensate for the fact that I was overweight and I don't have to do that yeah. now I can just show up as me yeah. so yeah. that's a non-scale victory mm-hmm. right there if I've ever heard one me. that's mm-hmm. right as, as who I am and I don't think it matters what size your body is yes. I, mean, I think that's reality is it doesn't matter what size your body is um, I could have had that conf- I mean I did have confidence but I could have had more confidence um I think my, my view of myself has just changed so much, you know, mm-hmm. with this, with this transition of my body. So, but there's so much more than the number on the scale. And that was the point, um, mm-hmm. of going through some things that we felt like were non-scale victories is just, um, that it is so much more clinically. I think for me, like still number one, I'm hearkening back to the fact that like, I'm now am healthy, like in a way that I never was. I no longer Mm -hmm. fear that my later years of life will be filled with disability. That can still happen. We can all have an accident or event and there's genetics involved too, but I don't, I don't anymore feel like I've got this out of control beast Mm -hmm. that is, that is making my body sicker than it should be for the age that Mm -hmm. I am. 
you know, and it, that is a really wonderful, yeah. beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. It is for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Being alive and healthy for my kids, you know, yeah. that for me, that's, yeah. that's it. So any other thoughts about non-scale victories? I just mm-hmm. say celebrate them when you have them, you know, mm-hmm. a- acknowledge them. And recognize um, they're the bigger part of this program. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that they're yeah. different for everyone. They yes. Are. And then, I mean, yeah, things that p- other people might find mm-hmm. as a non-scale victory, I might be like, oh, I ne- didn't even think about right. that. You know what I mean? I think it's different for everybody for sure. But uh, I would, I will say celebrate them, um, you know, put them out in the world so that people, other people can celebrate mm-hmm. you too. Um, I try and do that as much as I can. So That is our episode for today, guys. Um, As always, please make sure if you have uh, topic ideas or questions for us, you can email us at onthebrightlinepodcast at gmail.com or you can reach out to us on social media. That's all. You guys have a great day. Bye.